0: I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is modern escapism. and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, and joining me today is Stig, Candy, Biggie and Gadget. I want to take this opportunity now, just to have a little refresh. Usually I do a random crazy script and stuff, but I'm conscious that we are getting new listeners that hear the openings to these podcasts and think, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) So... Together we are Modern Escapism, the podcast that critics are calling the gold standard of podcasting. And this episode is produced by our lovely patrons. Before we get into the show, though, please consider becoming one of our sexy, incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. Become a patron. Become a producer once a month. Come on. <sighs> Become a patron. What? An, what an honor. What honour? Biggie will come like around thought. and rub your nipples. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of speaking of the and big his. man himself. It is time for Biggie's Breaking News. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking
1: News. That's right, the gaming world has gone wild. Wild, I tell you as the next-gen update for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is finally coming on December the 14th, free for everyone yes. who already owns the game. The yes. PS5 edition will feature dozens of visual performance and technical enhancements over the original. This includes things like ray tracing support and faster loading times. But This is where things get interesting. There's a mention of a variety of mods integrated into the experience, The complete edition will come with new additional content inspired by The Witcher series from Netflix. This could include things like armor sets or maybe even fresh cosmetics for Geralt.
2: Playing as Luke Hemsworth.
3: Give up Liam Hemsworth. Liam Hemsworth, Hemsworth,
2: that's it. Luke's the other one. Don't care. None of them. (laughs) See, (laughs) the PS5 version has to have something because otherwise, why would you? You just go, I'll just get the PS4 version and upgrade it for free. And upgrade it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been waiting on the PS5 version. Because so I've not played it, so I was like, I really want to play mm. it. And then I heard that the PS5, they were doing like a proper special old singing, old yeah. dancing version. I thought, well, I might as well wait for that then. Actually yes. get some use out of the console. Um, but it, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what the price point of this is going to be. Because if if it's just a case of a few cosmetics, then I'm like, eh, I'll just get the PS4 version. Mm. Yep. It's f- So very
1: cheap. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, will be. I'll definitely do Great the uh, DLCs with the upgrade. I think I've not played them, so
3: yeah, what? I didn't. That's
0: the best content.
4: But I say the DLCs
0: are fucking amazing. It's better than the main game.
1: Exactly, saving the best for last.
0: Crackers. Man. It's been out years, man.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: years, <laughs> <laughs> years. Yeah, but when I finally got into. Uh, the Witcher Three, yeah, I just I, I got well into it, and I was doing all the side stuff. I didn't do everything, but it felt like I had.
4: <clears throat> the, um,
1: uh, I mean, needed a break.
4: You can get the uh, Game of the Year Edition, which is the complete edition on PS4 for thirty four ninety nine on the PlayStation Store. You can get it much cheaper from elsewhere. You might as well just get that and upgrade because it, it's it, if it is just it's just going to be DLC stuff, and unless it, uh, I can't even think of anything yes. I'd want, I'd, I'd want from like no. ne- Netflix content.
0: The game's got really? enough
4: The
0: game's no, got anyway. enough
4: content. I mean, my Silly first Henry playthrough Cavill. of the full game and the DLCs was nearly 100 hours. Naked Henry mm. it's Cavill. It's
0: always on sale as well. Naked Henry Cavill, then I will buy it. <laughs>
1: <Oops>. <laughs> Quickly next. Uh, well, sticking with uh, CD Project uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty will be a paid expansion. Ooh. The PR director confirmed this recently. Uh, he didn't comment on how much it will be, but it's likely to be less than um, of, traditionally the full price game. So we shall see. We made a we lot of get, money
0: from that game. We should
2: get that for free, the amount of times we've yeah. talked about that fucking game on this podcast. <laughs> I know. I've, I genuinely did not like the game. Biggie, do you have a direct line to
4: CDPR's uh, PR team? Yeah.
1: <laughs> if only. No, I, I just <laughs> grabbed these. Why would you want to work for that place? PR
0: team, mate? They're, they had a nightmare. <laughs> They've had a nightmare. Fuck that!
1: I can imagine. I can imagine.
4: I mean, it, it was Ooh. it a surprise for people that it was a paid expansion because I don't think they ever said that all the expansions were going to be free.
5: I think
0: they no, said they at the didn't. beginning they did. No, they said they said the uh, uh drops are going to come every other month. Subsequential uh, like... doesn't mean DLC, mm. does it? Yeah, because I mean, it, 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 it makes just sense. DLC in it.
4: Yeah, they just they're, didn't they do the thing that they did with
0: The Witcher Three, where they just had like cosmetic yeah. DLC that came out every couple of weeks afterwards. You've got to remember when Witcher 3 first came out, you couldn't get his haircut until a week after when they dropped it. And you can get his haircut. Stuff like that.
4: Mate, when the Witcher 3 came out, you couldn't access the menus at a, at a frame rate right above a slideshow. No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs>
4: Especially about- I
1: chose one of his different haircuts and then ended up going, just going back to the original anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cool. Next.
1: Uh, We're speaking of nightmares, Sony has published a patent that suggests that it's exploring ways of the um, history of in-game assets using the blockchain and NFTs, you fuckers. Mm. (laughs) um... (laughs) The patent is titled, Tracking Unique In-Game Digital Assets Using Tokens on a Distributed Ledger. Apparently, it could be a mechanism for tracking the changes to in-game assets, including ownership, visual appearance, and metadata.
0: Nice. Why are they pushing this? Why why are people pushing? Why are companies pushing this? Nobody likes it. I just Ever? don't get it.
1: Because to they bros, think gonna it. Make No one is happy about it.
0: Do they reckon if they've, oh, they've, yeah. I reckon every company in the world has had this big super meeting, like a like a G eight summit, and they've all sat down and gone, We need to push NFTs to the world. They won't like it for years, but one day they will just get bored of it and just accept it. Well, the, 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 the blockchain will be a thing.
4: Now, the the, the thing is, like the, the hype for NFTs... I, th- I think what has happened is, like, the hype for NFTs that came out, what was it, last year, like, a lot of the corporate people then jumped on it, seeing that like, all these people making money off, like, the Bored Ape Yacht Club and shit like that. And then, because of how slow things go in corporate world and how long it takes to get something spun up, this stuff has mm. taken 18 months to come down the line and then become a thing that hits the news. but the NFT bubble has already burst. Like, there's, there's loads of stories out there, like, like someone like Logan Paul bought uh, um, an NFT for like $640,000, and it's worth $600 now. You know, like, the bubble has significantly Good. burst. It's like 92% Ooh. less activity and less
0: value in NFTs now than there were just like summer last year. So Imagine them them poor lads, them, them big monster energy lads that sat down and bought these server farms and now there's a win.
4: Well, yeah, because that's it as well. Because <laughs> you, you you can't you can't crypto mine in China anymore; they banned no. it. Oh, exactly. So, like the the bubble's gone out the market. Then you have all like the different crypto exchanges that have collapsed. Like two have collapsed in the last week. Um, yeah, the bubble's kind of bursting on this ship, but I think it's like all coming out in the last kind of few months for corporate stuff because it just takes so long to work through a business.
0: I I blame Hideo Kojima for this, all of it. Because I'd not really heard of the blockchain and stuff like that until Death Stranding came out and that game's all about connecting. So I think it's him. I think he inspired the world.
4: I don't think so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mean to. Correlation does not equal causation. I reckon it does. Guilty (laughs) until proven innocent. Always.
1: Alright. Next. Well, talking about inspiration, Twitch streamer, and forgive me for this, Uh, I think it's Donosingil? Donosingil? I can't quite pronounce his name. Anyway, he was overcome with emotion after successfully beating, are you ready for this? Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and Elden Ring back to back without taking a single hit in the process. That's 120 days, seven games, no hits. This feat took him some four months to achieve, and the rules are quite simple each game consecutively and start over entirely if you take a hit. <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah, uh, and he's overcome with that emotion. Get when a life! Did it too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like, get a
0: life. Get that's a wife. Just it's just I
2: insane. Mean, it's an insane feat, but fucking hell, man! Just,
4: I mean, it is. It's it's his job. He's made a name for himself doing ridiculous Souls games, Souls challenges, like. He's been oh, the first. Okay. He's, he's, he started doing them when Dark Souls 3 came out, you know, running Demon Souls all the way up to the end of Dark Souls 3. And every time a game has come out, he's just he's he's done that, he's tried to get through all the games in a row without taking a hit. And he's, he's getting paid for it then. Yeah, he's yeah. getting paid for it. It's a job. But it's it's really impressive when you see it because obviously he does like you say, four months took him to to get it. Um when you actually see him get that last hit on the Elden Beast. And get that last um, cutscene in,
0: like the, the, the lads a wreck, because he's beat... God, you. you couldn't do that fucking last boss without me. Ever mind not getting it?
4: Well, I know. It, it, don't they throw were shade awful. at me.
0: <laughs> were, no, I'm saying it. We're awful. It's, 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 it's a, it, I'm saying it's an thing. for him. Loss, it's yeah. a big. It's a big thing if he if he can do it. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, damn. he's he's
4: not 100 percent in the games. He's basically getting opening cutscene to ending cutscene. He's, he's beating he's, him. He's yeah. he's he's effectively yeah. speedrunning because I think it, I think the the run that he won. I think it was about ten hours in total. So yeah. it's so it's not like he's it playing the games in enti- yeah. in their entirety. He's doing the bare minimum. Probably glitching a bit as well. No, no, he's not glitching. He's but he's just doing the bare minimum he's to get not. through them. The the, the the hardest one is like for a long time on his earlier runs, Stein and Smoob was his big was his that that was his Achilles heel. I feel that. <laughs> <Biggie>. <laughs> <laughs> just no
3: oh, yeah. accents. I know. Just like well, I know. Just, just
2: like 252 after two curious. Let yeah, run, let yeah. run run down, don't Why don't you do yes. a no
0: hit run on Too Fast, Too Furious? I want to I, I <laughs> hit furious, things, hit things when I watch
3: that. I, it's
0: been so long, I even forgot the name of that podcast. <laughs> and I'll end
1: it. In long, long. long. long don't worry. Mm. Mm. Next. Well, moving fastly on. Um, Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office <laughs> arrested 57 year old game creator Yuji Naka. In context of insider trading related to a new instalment from the popular Dragons Quest franchise,
3: yeah, he's been
1: naughty.
0: he <laughs> uh, been naughty, naughty a few before years ago
1: as well. Oh yeah, he's a naughty boy. Well, <laughs>
0: he's a naughty boy, Eugeneaka. I mean, he made prostitution, <laughs> and he made Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> In general. <coughs> he's just a naughty boy isn't he he's, he's, he's a rebel he's just running around and the Japanese don't like it <laughs> stop being a rebel he's a he, well, he, calm. He
4: just, he, I'm pretty sure he just walks around Tokyo going fuck you I made Sonic
0: yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you I mean you would you? yeah he's, he's he's a twat but I kind of <laughs> like him because he's a he's a lovable rogue <laughs> do you know what I mean he's naughty it, it, he's a cheeky, oh, yeah, chaotic beast
4: interesting that it's to do with the Dragon Quest franchise as well like, what's he got on Dragon Quest 12 that he's been trying to get uh, money for
0: Mm. Exclusive Sonic's Sonic skins Something like
1: that (laughs) And and I imagine uh, the Japanese don't look too uh, highly on uh, Inside a trailer I imagine that's quite a severe uh, charge for
0: that Uh, Prison for that shit
4: The Japanese don't fuck around when it comes to white collar crime Unless it's the Yakuza doing it
0: Yeah Oh they allow that
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then they encourage it (laughs)
0: If If the games are anything to go by Oh, I, I so, just had that little lovely feeling in back of me like, oh, I'm going to get Dragon Quest 12 soon. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then we lose you forever. <laughs> you a had month. a bit of a puff, 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 did you?
0: <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't wait. That's a week off work, that.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the Legacy of Kane series could be uh, making a comeback after 19 years of the last entry. Uh, following its purchase of the venerable vampire IP in recent months. Developer Crystal Dynamics polled the fans on whether or not they'd like to see a series return and in what form it should return. The answer was a resounding yes. More than 100,000 people responded to the survey and out of that, more than 70,000 completed it in its entirety. Uh, normally, when video game companies put these out, these questionnaires, they're lucky to get a couple of thousand respondents at best, so it's a sign that the legacy of Kane fandom is alive and well.
0: I don't want them to do a big open world. I want them to do a story-driven... Linear narrative like all the other games have been because they're sensational. Just give me a just, don't just just give me Soul a remake. The biggest world. Yeah, yeah, that'll do. The biggest world we've ever created. No! No! <laughs> I don't want empty fields. <laughs> Nozgoth is a, is a planet that is dying. It is, it is post-apocalypse. There's nothing there apart from vampires and goblins and stuff. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Don't do,
1: don't do the Zelda thing, please. <laughs> anyway, next, uh, the world of film. Kaylee Spaney I think it is, uh, has been apparently involved in the new Alien movie at 20th Century Fox. Um, is it? Fe- Feddy Alvarez is directing, with Scott Free producing. Uh, apparently, Scott Free made a top priority after hearing the pitch from Alvarez, and after recent script has been delivered, things have been picking up. Execs are going through the processes to get other cast members in. Apparently, she's been top choice for the lead role for some time.
0: I'm not excited mm. about a new alien film. I would be Into happy to more, be I proved
2: think. wrong, but I'm not excited. Mm-hmm.
0: No, just after the mess that, that was
2: covered. just don't make people really stupid.
3: Yeah. Have at oh, least a few on the
2: soft. Have at least a few competent people on this a scientific vessel, or whatever it is. You'd expect <laughs> some of those people to actually be. Sensible and competent, wouldn't you? But every the last Come on, two guys, films, you can
0: check your helmet off. Here. The last
2: two films have all just been absolute morons.
4: Maybe let the first person killed be the, the the moron. They're the cautionary tale. Then everyone else actually sorts their shit out. Exactly.
0: Yeah, he will be the Scottish engineer, won't he? No, like what were you, Biggie? I'm oh, not really an RPG.
2: A moron. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be whatever your character was. Yeah. <laughs> My name is I'll just look I'm over here for something. the moron. Yeah. Oh, there's an alien I'll be chasing back us. In a but I'm
0: just gonna go try and steal some money in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, you had that coming It was too. on his card. You went into the shower room. No one goes into shower rooms on alien films, because that's where you get killed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Idiot. Ugh. Next. Uh, Stranger Things stand out. Joseph Quinn is a, in the midst of a deal to join Lupita Nyong'o's... Um, lost my space, sorry. i will never that. Stranger Things stand out. Joseph Quinn is in the midst of a deal to join Lupita Nyong'o in a quiet place <laughs> day one. I still can't pronounce her name right. Two and you get a name wrong twice. I'm <laughs> not
4: cutting got the first <laughs> one out now. Yeah. The
1: first, <laughs> you got the first one closer <laughs> to the second one. Ungoyo, in not it? That's
3: how know. you say it. N'Goya. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. little is known about the new movie, apart from the fact that it'll be set in the same universe as the other Quiet Place movies, but follows oh, different characters in shit. different
2: locations. It's day one, isn't it? It's about people dealing with day I know we got, you get a little bit of that at the start of Quiet Place 2, but I think it's going to be yeah, a more proper day one, a proper day one thing. I didn't like the second
0: one. The first one was brilliant, I think. Mm. Until you thought
2: about and it.
1: Apparently, and apparently... Lit- until you think about it. Until it until uh, you think
0: about it, it all just oh, falls to bits completely. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can't
2: times I can't, time to can't, sneeze at middle of the night. Yeah, you can't make a single noise, but somehow somehow uh, a newspaper you have to company suspend managed, you managed to be able just, to be able to print those
0: newspapers and distribute them around the country. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a newborn baby was quiet. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Enough. Not to be quiet. quiet. Oh. Director of uh, Nicholas Cage's The Pigs. Um, is Michael Sonofsky is apparently in the director's chair Pigs what did, did he you? say The oink, Pigs oink, oink.
3: it's just called, it's pig. called Pig
0: The Pigs, pigs. he said I'm sure he said the pigs. the pigs it's the sequel it's just called Pig The Pig next <laughs> <laughs> he's moving himself along
1: now yeah. <laughs> The pigs. Uh, apparently Indy Jones 5 will pit Indy against the Nazis again uh, in 1969 Exclusively revealed by friends of the show, Empire Magazine. Empire can reveal that Indiana Jones 5 finds our hero in 1969 living against the backdrop of the space race. But the American effort With to Nazis. Beat the Russians to the moon
3: <laughs> bringing Nazis to truth man.
1: for Indy. Not like, not like Indiana Jones Nazis. Not, well, they are the other ones who will ask all the all
2: right,
0: questions, yeah, not them kind of Nazis. They did just disappear in like... Just skinheads. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking skinheads in
1: Argentina. The, s- ah. the simple fact is that the moon landing program was run by a bunch of ex Nazis.
0: Fuck! Is
4: it one? Ah, no, two. Isn't this the plot line to Air uh, Wolfenstein?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wolfenstein: The New Order. Where, Has where Hitler lives on Venus. Fine. It's 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 an alternate <laughs> universe. There's fucking curses and aliens and shit. Are and, uh, not aliens?
0: They're extra-dimensional beings. Do you know so what I mean? This.
2: Well, yeah, but and <laughs> it's just it's, it's just,
0: not a just, real
2: world. Just go with it. I know yeah, it's just, he's going to fight Hitler
0: in a mechanized
2: fridge. I'm, I'm not against watching Harrison Ford punch Nazis. <laughs> I'm all for the Nazi punching. It's just Nazis on the moon. It's just
0: great. Is it going to be one of those things <laughs> where it's just like German scientists living in America and they've got the German accents and then they move the lapels and they've got a swastika underneath it or something like that? <laughs> oh, you were a Nazi all along! Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, on, on his arm, he's got a swastika tattoo, like, oh, no, he has found us. Van, run away!
4: There'll be, one, there'll, there'll be one that's really sinister throughout and actually turns out he's the good guy. He's the red herring for the audience.
3: Yeah,
0: he's not even a Nazi. He's not even a Nazi. He's just Hans from Austria.
1: Yeah, he's just Hans,
0: that's
1: all. Yeah. Go in where no man has gone before. Oh,
0: fuck off.
4: him off. <laughs> oh, get him off.
3: Get him off.
4: <laughs> Put him in the sin bin or something like that.
1: Fucking
4: hell!
1: And for those that need to know, the budget for Fast Ten has ballooned to three hundred and forty million dollars. What the fuck are they going to spend all that money on?
4: Isn't that because they had to corona. stop for the, stop three months when um, you, you fucking pissed off the director?
0: <sighs> They've spent a lot on on Corona and um, it's dramatic as they go through no, though, isn't it? As well, there's no way that they don't get Corona for free. No.
2: <laughs>
3: no, that's prob- yeah, that's
0: probably true, mate. That's probably true. Mm, I, I'm I, I'm always up for a new Fast and Furious film. Great franchise. Day Fantastic one, you two. What you
2: doing there? one. Instant reaction.
1: <laughs> yeah. Gadget's like he's dying a little bit when I said. That. Yeah, dying inside. <laughs> Speaking of incredible franchises, Amazon has now announced it's reviving Australian TV soap Neighbours, less than four months after its much-publicised final episode. The show will resume filming next year and will then be available in the UK and US on Amazon Freebie. What a great noise that is. The company's free streaming service.
3: (laughs) Freebie? What's that?
1: (laughs) I don't know, but...
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think Betos was just a big Neighbours fan? He was just like, do you know what? I've got the fucking money. Let's just, I'll buy it.
0: <laughs> like, what happened it was on the final the Neighbours? Did it turn into like Mad Max on last episode or something
2: like? No, it that ended with been Kylie been. Minogue and Jason Donovan. Um, Did it? Come yeah. back. But they didn't say anything. It was really oh. weird. Just, I, I, just I didn't, a, I didn't from, watch the episode. I just watched a clip of it. Just walk from yeah, house to house, wedding. like just hugging
4: the people that still lived there. And Especially then also, for yeah. you. And, and she does well like uh, that.
2: She used to, so she used to crawl in and out of her bedroom window to go out and sneak out and see him and so she crawls back you get fingered the by him yeah I remember yeah and they go and like <laughs> crawl back through the window she doesn't live there anymore but she just decided to crawl back through the window
3: get out
2: she <laughs> didn't say anything it was really odd I think, yeah, that, it, was, I, uh, I think it
4: wasn't the whole conceit that Ramsey Street was being sold to developers or something like that and they were
2: going to like <laughs> knock, the, anymore.
4: knock it all down so they all had to fuck off oh. <laughs>
2: So well, it turns out when it gets revived Amazon like Harold's Bishop's just going to wake
0: up and he's like oh, it was
2: all just a dream.
0: He's going to get out of a shower like Dallas. Madge! Mudge, Or homeless. He's going to get out of a shower it's going to be a CGI version of him to, to de-age him. Oh we're back in the 80s. Oh. That'd be cool. If they, if they did that made it a like a, a an 80s version or a 90s version that'd be even better. That'd be worth yeah, I watching. Yeah don't, I
2: don't like seeing Todd with the Grady's hair makes me feel no, makes me feel no, no, no little ponytail coming out. You still have a little ponytail, didn't
4: it? Yeah, it was. does he still have the goatee?
2: The little. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got a goatee. Sex pest goatee. I
5: used quite fancy him. He ruined it with the sex pest bit now.
2: There's a Do can't. know He ruined it. ruined it by looking like one. I. He's got the goatee for her pleasure. I don't watch the show. I've not watched it since like two thousand to a child. Yeah, I haven't seen it for years. But I just randomly came across, you know, you just scrolling through like YouTube shots. It was like a clip of him, like, and he's where his wife was dying on the beach. It was proper sad.
3: Oh, fucking hell! It was, like, oh no!
2: It was it was a really, oh, no. it was a really good moment. Like he, he he acted it really well. i
0: was surprised. I feel, I feel sorry for these like. These been <laughs> in it years. actors years. must have been in it about thirty yeah, years. They've just done one job, like him and like Ian Beale from EastEnders. They've literally done one job <laughs> for thirty-five years. The same <laughs> know, character. A steady paycheck, and,
5: though, isn't it? But,
0: but oh yeah. No, but st- they'll still go around and go, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm a professional actor. I'm like, you've done one role all your life. <laughs> is that even break. a role anymore? Or is it just you? Think you are Ian Beale. Man's, Man's getting yeah, exactly. paid. Yeah, it's a job, isn't it? Gets more than us. Oh, next, please.
1: Big guy be more out than out us.
0: Fucking nib.
1: <laughs> Fans. Quentin Tarantino has confirmed his next project will be an eight-episode limited series. Filming begins next year. I
3: don't
1: think he's TV. TV yet, no. Money
2: he's
0: dim- is in TV. Yeah, has No. Money is in TV. Just delaying it. that last project. I was, was going to say, is that so he can extend his career by another couple of years? <laughs> yeah, because he kept saying, oh, "I'm going to do one more film and that's it." Ten films in it or something he wanted to do. Yeah, he wanted to do ten in films. Total. Even though he's
2: technically yeah. done more. like more, he's already done ten, but he doesn't include. It doesn't
0: in- yeah include Death
2: period. His
1: last film was a masterpiece, though.
0: Yeah, it was I, I think I love all his films. To be fair, I want, this,
1: I want the I want sci-fi one.
2: Talked about doing sci-fi at some point. Yeah, he
0: did. He wanted to do Star Trek for years as well because he's a massive Star Trek fan.
2: Yeah, give me a give me a Tarantino sci-fi.
0: He's obsessed with um, he's original so many, series.
2: Yeah, no, he's touched so many other like genres. That's one where he hasn't gone yet. I don't think he can do sci-fi.
4: I mean, if, if he's if he's doing if he's doing sci-fi, you know, other, other worlds, other things. How is he going to shove the N-word in there?
2: Oh, <laughs> I'll find I'll a the way. I'll find a <laughs> way. Yeah, of course you will. You find a The USS, USS n Just think. Just what think what of all the just, just think of all those
0: like alien feet. Yeah, love on this.
4: Space
3: Trotters. Space Trotters. yeah
0: close up with a bit of lens flare on
1: toenails
0: Yard, oh, beautiful
1: speaking of which the weird world web has provided a couple of stories so Mariah Carey's nice. application to trademark the moniker of Queen of Christmas has being denied by the US Good. Patent and Trademark Office <laughs> American Star's she is not a sovereign was rejected after a company did not respond to another singer's opposition the trademark would have given her the legal right to stop others from using the title on music and merchandise. He also failed <laughs> in attempts to trademark the abbreviation QOC and Princess <laughs> Christmas.
3: Didn't Did they, she um,
2: like? Didn't she at one point like want to disown the whole like
0: people yeah. playing that song?
3: And yeah, then she realised
0: yeah. I'm gonna I'll lean into it because I actually can make more money out of it, <laughs> and actually I haven't created any music in ten years. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, think, I think it was when she, it was in the 90s when she was still trying to be an artist. Yeah. And it wasn't until like the mid-2000s she's like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to lean into this. this, is, this is, I'm dining
0: out on this for life.
5: Might and I'm well. sorry,
0: Michael Bublé's the queen of Christmas. <laughs> <if he> knows. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone knows that. Oh, God, it's nearly December. They're going to be if wheeling lovely, him out of his cupboard. Have
2: jolly Christmas.
0: He'll be out of a cave right now. He'll hear the cry oh. of the wild. He feels the first cold snap on his chest. his chest. It is time. <laughs> to break out the piano
3: break out the piano.
1: Okay. yeah
3: yeah
1: <laughs> and oodles has finally been proven right an elderly man has sadly been airlifted and taken to hospital with a serious injury after being attacked and trampled by a dangerously out of control cow told up, police have said officials say the animal was need dispatched after running into a field sorry I don't
3: know what cow you how got you include that, didn't that it? last
1: <laughs> sentence that's awful Okay.
0: fucking done in he's fuck the cow you okay. me horrible
3: beast
0: yeah he's got back at head no country for old men <laughs> <laughs>
1: done absolutely done They rushed off to Mackey D's looks like meat's back on the menu boys <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> fuck em. horrible beasts I oh, we work, we work with animals <laughs> Moving on.
5: Oh
4: Biggie. That's
3: it.
0: Oh God! Oh you're a terrorist.
2: Before we move on, Biggie, why are you are you like strapped into your room there? What's going on behind you?
5: Yeah, I was wondering that.
2: <laughs> are, are you trying to stop your wife and kid like trying to come through the door? Like, yeah, put a trap the on. It's like home alone.
0: Properly. <laughs> <laughs> are you scared of the sticky bandits are gonna turn up? <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
4: For the listener's benefit, he's, he's, he's got a bungee cord going from the door handle to his cupboard.
0: And a bucket on top of the door frame. Yeah. So when the cupboard right lands on their heads. Is it heated also up as, as well? Also, asphyxiation
1: after the yeah. pod's finished. Oh, it's
0: battery acid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what the candle's in there for, is it, as well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I remember the other day when he got that candle out. It's that got it so there, funny. there it is. Oh, he's got his candle out, look. <laughs> Fucking hell. Midnight mass. Well, I what else is in that room. Midnight masturbation. Midnight masturbation. Midnight <laughs> masturbation. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, i have oh, wow. <laughs> carry on. That's it, right? Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Let's move on to the Nexus before this terrible podcast implodes upon itself. Um, Candy, what you've been doing, I ain't seen you for ages, mate.
5: Yeah, well, I've had a bit of a biggie of a week, but I do just want it because I've been <coughs> doing the two things we talked about last week, which is have, God you, been of se- the have crown. you been setting
0: traps in in your house and stuff like that? Like, no, and I don't have any like
5: week. French ticklers or anything hanging up in my cupboard, which I'm a bit worried Biggie might have. <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> of course,
3: he has.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> um,
5: but yeah, no, I just wanted to say my uh, little bit about God of War just very quickly, and um, like Stig, it is. I thought it's a ve- very much a direct sequel to God of War 2018. I think you would definitely have to play. The last game. Um, I, n- I noticed, I thought there was a bit of a step up in difficulty with the puzzles. Like, it seems a lot less obvious to to know what to do to actually solve the puzzles. But at the same time, mm. it's annoying how quickly your companion will tell you what to do.
4: That is starting to piss me off now. Yeah. I'm in, like, chapter five, and it's just like, I'll I'll get into a room, I'll look around, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the bits of the puzzle in my head to work out what to do. And then Atreus will go, oh, look at that over there, Dad! I'm like, fuck yeah. off, you little shit!
2: Yeah, it does do that. I had that with me the other day. It was like, why don't you try doing this on the lift, brother? And I was like, I'm literally walking towards that now. I've seen what to do. I know where I'm going. Shut up.
5: Well, I like to take a moment to just like take in the awe of the scenery as well.
2: Yeah.
3: And if
5: they're just rabbiting on in your ear, oh, you need to shoot that. Well, fuck off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I loved, I, I loved it. I, I do like that there's very little um HUD as well. It just feels so much more immersive. And the game just feels mm. really alive. Like Everywhere you turn, there's butterflies and little rats and things. It's cool. Um, but just um, like gadget, I haven't blasted my way straight through the main story. I've been just waking up and doing the side quests. Um, so I'm not that I've, far. Into I've this it.
0: I've platinumed it already.
5: I know, but it's didn't monster,
0: you play it on hard it's mode a as monster. well? <laughs> yeah, on hardest mode. <laughs> oh,
5: that's insane. I've got it to the second to easiest mode.
0: <laughs> I can't turn got it, got it down. No I can't mode. turn the, the 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 settings down because there's a glitch. So I can't even make it easy for me. I was struggling. The end. <laughs> Proper <laughs> struggling. But, I yeah, think I'm on. It's all right, like. Chapter okay. four. I've just finished chapter four. Um, Rookie numbers.
5: Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, no, really enjoying it so far. I've,
2: I've done other stuff this week.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, um, I watched The Crown as well, the fictitious crown, and it's just been my comfort <clears throat> food. It I, is, went, I went back and um, started the series from the beginning again.
0: And it's so good.
5: Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. It's a complete
0: fictitious story, as we all know. <laughs> it's such a good – I don't know how the fought oh. it – I don't know. Well, how I the, just feel sorry for the queen because she's so. not.
5: She's not going to know how it ends now.
0: Wow, the fictitious queen.
5: <laughs> the fictitious did you, queen. Did
2: you stand up and mm-hmm. sing "God Save the Queen" after every episode? can
5: Of course. Had, had my. You high love tea. a
0: bit of Queenie, don't you? You love her. Oh, I do. I love the Queen. Oh, you God love her.
5: her. God rest her soul. I wonder where they're oh. going to end it.
0: By her dying, probably.
5: No, do you reckon they're going to die? Why
2: that am I <laughs> oh, Are they really going to go into Prince Andrew and? I fucking love them too. The, the would watch that, that
0: series. No, they've already it. skimmed over the Prince Andrew stuff. No, come, no, no, no. Cut off. It only happened like two, no, the last two years. The, the, but it, the, the things that he was doing was oh, yeah, but the rev- then, mm-hmm. revelations to the general public. Uh, maybe, like, they'll, maybe they'll talk about it when it actually comes out. I know. think it'll. He's end. a slime ball in that program though.
5: Yeah, oh, the, the whole
1: episode off. of the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Just everyone
0: stood waiting. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it.
5: They could end on the play, Jubes, couldn't they? Just have the Queen on the balcony, just like, just do a brief nod to herself, like, yes, this has been my life, and then just walks off into the distance, it's holding just, hands with Paddington I, Bear.
3: Off the balcony.
5: Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. It's just, just really good. It's <laughs> a really good show. You don't even have to be into the fictitious royal family. It's just a great drama. It's fantastic. Mm. Love it.
5: Love it.
0: Is that you done, mate? That's me done. Loser. <laughs> uh Stig, you been doing mate. Uh this week
2: I watched another superhero film by the name of Black Adam. Oh. Oh. Oh so <laughs> if a film could be described as having the stench of the Snyderverse all over <laughs> it, it would be oh. this film. It's pro-face script, the colour grading, the lighting, the slow motion, the music. If, if, someone, if I didn't know who the director of this film was and someone told me it was Zack Snyder, I'd have believed you. Like, it is clear that uh, John Colet Serra has taken his inspiration for his first superhero outing from Zack Snyder's films. Zack Snyder's Justice League's good. Because Same. there's so much. Yeah, but Man of Steel yeah. and Batman vs Superman aren't. No, they're not. There's so much about the way it looks; it just comes from that kind of school of directing.
4: I did think that when mm. I first saw saw the trailer that it had like not necessarily the look of a Snyder, of of the Snyderverse, but it like it had the
2: colours of it.
4: Like, yeah, it had that know, kind of
2: washed out grays with pops of colour in it. You know, like the the weird kind of way that 300 looks, where it does yep. like, like a it, sepia town. Yeah, but then like the kind of everyone seems to pop a lot where the backgrounds are a bit like... Yeah, you know, they've all got like outlines, motion. aren't they? Yeah, like, there's, there's like flashback scenes to, you know, when Black Adam was a slave and, and where he comes from and all that. Like, there's, there's, there's flashback scenes like that and it just looks really weird. Um, That's all I could get, could get out of my head was just like, this looks like a Zack Snyder film. I just think that to its detriment because you're not doing your own thing. Anyway, for about two thirds of this film, however, I was actually kind of enjoying it. I actually did kind of like the way that Black Adam was really ruthless and how it kind of painted him in that light to start with. Like he comes out and he's literally the first thing he does is he grabs a man by the head and just melts the guy's body, and you see it all. You see like his whole body just like getting electrified and turned to a skull. And like he he comes out, he doesn't give a shit. He's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy because he kind of helps the good guys. He, he, he's just get in my way and I'll fuck you up, kind of person. Perfectly fine um but he does progress to be more of a hero even though throughout the whole thing he likes to tell everyone i'm not a Why? hero i'm not when a comes hero, hero? He, he he says i'm not a hero over and over again he is a bit of a raggy bastard so he, he, he's, he just just a baddie. Is, he's supposed to be a baddie a, he is an anti-hero in this he does help the good guys against what is essentially a military ruled uh Kanda. is it Kandah? kandahar yeah yeah so he kind no, no has the real place. Yeah Kandahar is uh, yeah it's made up place, isn't okay. it?
3: Yeah. So he
2: yeah. he helps the good guys kind of liberate them from the military rule by but doing it in a bad way. You know, he, he um yep. I just want them to go if they're gonna carry it on, which they will do because the money it's made and, and what's come out after it, it just you have to go down the villain route with them. You have to take him down the villain route at some point. You can't keep him as an anti hero. As much as The Rock probably wants to keep him as an anti-hero, because, heaven forbid, The Rock would be a bad guy, even though he's played mm-hmm. a bad guy a lot before. Mm-hmm. Um you, You've got to go in that direction with it. There's no way you can't. Um, but there I are moments...
0: It... Go on, sorry. Carry on.
2: Well, the reason is that he didn't want to introduce this character as a Shazam bad guy. He wanted Absolutely. it to have yeah, but he wanted it to have a proper backstory <laughs> and his own film and a kind of a arc into it, rather than just becoming rather than just being a bad guy he wanted to show people where that happens and how that happens and there are things in this film that hint towards that mm-hmm. um, but it did have its moments it made me laugh a few times there's a one with The Rock where, to do round with catchphrases and stuff that really made me laugh actually uh, Pierce Brosnan looks amazing in it he just He's just kinda he's Dr. Fate. He's Dr. Fate, yeah, and he's just he looks great and he? he sounds he great. He looks like him anyway. I think he does look like him. Yeah, I really enjoyed Aldous Hodges Hawkman as well. Um Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he he puts up a good fight against Black Adam because they have this team of the, the Justice Society. Society. Yeah. And it also includes Atom Smasher and Cyclone, who yeah. might as well not have even been in the film for all their or in they the are. books. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> You take them out of this film, it's exactly the same film. They're just making up numbers. It's a bit stupid, really. To make it an actual
0: justice society. You need yeah. more than three people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it just—they just they just don't do anything. Why didn't they put Hawk Girl in there instead? So
2: Hawk, to Hawk Man, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, like I said, there was a few funny moments. I did laugh. Um, I just There was you know, some dry comedy in there, which was, was quite good. But I didn't think they played with the... Person out of time concept enough. Remember, like he's been asleep for five thousand years. They didn't play on that. They should have played on that a little bit more for laughs and for you know confusion. That that should have been kind of a, a funny thing with it. Uh, the film though, he massively loses its way in the final third. Like it just, it's become some big rush to get to the finish. It's really crap. It looks really crap. I appreciate them going comic accurate with the bad guy but it's so fucking goofy that it doesn't fit the tone of the film whatsoever. If it had been in Shazam, it would have worked completely fine, but it just didn't seem to work with Black Adam at all, considering what we'd had before. And, um, so, yeah, like The Rock is really just kind <clears> of, <throat> I don't know. He's trying to be so serious and, like I said, poor Is, face. is he like
0: it, what he's like in, in The Scorpion King? I can't remember what it's like in that. But oh, he's probably, so serious in that. He barely he, talks.
2: He's he is just too serious in this, and he does try and crack a few jokes and not all of them land, but yeah, I tended to, I'm tending to agree with the critics who have this at around 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's just the, mat, the, the the final third of the film is just completely let down and the script is just shocking in places. There is a side story with involving a woman and her kid and her brother who Originally, find this crown or something that's got demons in it. Um, No one's ever found this crown before, but apparently, they just walk into a temple and it's there.
0: It's just just really,
2: yeah. It's just, yeah, but just the way they walk in, it's it's really stupid. It's a really shit setup. Um, And it's all this story about the local people rising up and, you know, needing a hero and stuff. But just the dialogue around all that and the way it's done is just really shit. Uh, so
0: yeah uh. I, I find it super baffling and I know I'm gonna it's so baffling why they've made a film on Black Adam it just <laughs> makes no sense he's not a, it's, think of it this way, it's like Marvel doing a full standalone film of ooh let me think, someone that low down, the tinkerer they
1: are doing a Marvel though, aren't they They've no, tried to have success with the big characters and then they're looking at other characters they can make a movies out of. Yeah, but every exactly Marvel, Marvel film that's
0: based them. on its, a single character has been a massive character. You might not think they are, because you, if, if you didn't read the books, but even Ant-Man, Ant-Man was probably lowest they've gone down, but even Ant-Man's still a massive character with massive arcs. Black Adam's Black Adam. He just, he's just a palette swap of Shazam. He's it's just, a bad, bad it's just, it's just a bad version of Shazam, isn't he? Yeah, there's nothing else to it. It's fucking weird, but, well... Rock there are moments
2: in this where it kind of is pushing you to where it's going to go. And
0: just watch the pitch meetings of this. It's perfect. I've seen the end credits because it got spoiled to me as well.
2: Yeah, so can we talk about the end credits? <laughs> who who hasn't seen what happens in the end credits or hasn't been privy to what happened? Not bothered. Not, not bothered. Not bothered, not bothered, not heard. heard. Right. If you don't want to know what happens, just skip along a minute or so. So you
3: can the end guess credits, it.
2: the end credits got spoiled by not only the internet but the actual fucking film team around the yeah. film. Won't <laughs> show up talking about it, which is really annoying because for all that I could don't have really like Snyder's films, Superman, yeah. Henry Cavill turning up in the credit scene, I'd have been like, "Wow, fucking hell!" That 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 would get me excited to see what. It's a comes big next. moment, isn't it? Yeah, and. It is it is a big moment in the fact that we're going to go somewhere with it.
0: Um, and it, I think this is where it's going to lead towards Black Adam being a bad guy. I like how they think that Black Adam can stand up to Superman in any way, shape, or form. It's hilarious. He's a ah, fucking it's... god. He's a god.
2: <laughs> well, Black Adam's kind of a... He's got wizard powers, hasn't he? Yeah, magic powers. They and can, that, they... is super,
0: that is Superman's weakness, magic, actually. Yeah, they can just mess around with yeah, it, out not they? I suppose they could. Wasn't that supposed to be the gag? was supposed to be the gag for
4: Shazam, wasn't it? Wasn't everyone expecting Henry Cavill to appear in the second Shazam film yes.
0: or something? Because he well Superman it, shit all
2: the way through it, his mate. My... No, well he appears in the in the end, doesn't he? And, a, end a right Superman, Superman appears right at the end of yeah, his right head the yeah. End. So they all they're all in that in that world and there are some kind of fun jokes around the kid who idolises a Super, Superman and Batman and Aquaman mm-hmm. in that and there's yeah. there, is a, there is actually a really good moment where the justice society are called out saying mm-hmm. you like we've been under oppressive rule for years and you've done fuck all about it and it wasn't until he showed up and did something about it that he actually took notice there's a yeah. real good like kind of social commentary on that uh, about how they'll care about the do, does care about people over here singing
0: hallelujah in the background oh god no <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah but there is quite a good bit of social commentary around that it's just that the film is just pants so i don't <laughs> want to carry on talking about any more because it's not very good
0: excellent you done any more i have but i'll talk about it in the green room <laughs> black adam's going on the pod <laughs> um i'll go next i've started a new game because yes i've done god of war Tactics Ogre, Reborn. Does anyone know what that is?
2: I've, you've shown yes. me screenshots. I've seen
0: screenshots. I'm already out.
3: Oh, fuck off, mate. Fuck off.
0: It's a tactical role-playing game depicting the struggle for control of the Valerian Isles. We've heard that kind of thing before, haven't we? Hmm. So think of it as, yeah, it's just a tactical game. You've, you've seen what ta- it is. Chess, kind of. But this one's very Dungeons & Dragons, this, this game. I said that to a Gadget the other day, and it's got even more Dungeons & Dragons the more I've gone into it, mate. It's on my Steam watch like, list. Like, all the rule sets are very similar to what we do when we're playing that. Like, unlike games a like No, there's invisible dice rolls in the background anyway. Um, I think you can turn them on so you can actually see the dice rolls, but i I'd leave them off. Because I always roll well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it just, like... The battle maps are more like when Gadget has designed a map to us. It's designed for that encounter. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, 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 there's no random battles in this. They're all. all crafted battles. They're all proper crafted. Like a DM's just sat there and gone, right, here we go. It's going to be perfect. Like th- there might be two towers where you can put your snipers on. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, And all, all, all the, like, classes – they're not called D&D classes. They're called different classes, but you yeah. know what they are. You know what I mean? You, you can tell it's them. and the, Because it's not a Final Fantasy game, even though it looks like a Final Fantasy game, and it's made by the same people, it's not got that Final Fantasy rule set that all those games have. Right, so it does okay. its own thing. Like, It's got a lot of emphasis on, yeah, you can do a lightning attack on, on a baddie, but why not utilize that and put that lightning onto someone else? One of your party members, so their attacks, their sword swipes, has lightning attached to it as well. So it's that: do I do this? Do I stay back? There's a lot of positioning involved in this, which a lot of these tactical games don't do. It's just beat the leader in it, and a lot of them win. That's yeah. usually the the. But what you do, every 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 turn, every turn action you have. Yeah. Like a random little blue tarot card will pop up on the map and if you pick that up it, it changes the tide of battle. Like the deck of many things.
3: Ooh.
0: Oh yeah. It, the, it's just it's just so like like Final Fantasy Tactics and uh those type of games, Into the Breach, those type of games, they're very simplistic, aren't they? And the and the the master their, it, their it, simplicity.
4: Yeah, yeah, the simplicity is what they do especially well.
0: Yeah, yeah. With this, it, it it's just the opposite way around, like with Dungeons and Dragons, there's so many rules, isn't there? Yes, but big, it's, big, the, booming, the, and complicated.
4: The,
0: yeah, but these rules are, are meant to make the game more pleasurable and more dynamic. So you can't get bored of battles, if you get me. And it's got a beautiful, sensational, like quality of life thing where it's got the. It's called a tarot wheel. Where if you really made a mistake so bad, you can rewind time. All right, and you can only you can only do that a certain amount of times on a, on a match. And it just it makes it so you, you can take risks, you know, like we would in uh Scotch Sheep. We yeah. take a risk. But we can't rewind time, can we? You've mm. got to live with those actions. So then you've got to decide do you wanna waste that on that because it could get worse later down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just very good. And you every every like between battles and stuff when you're chatting and stuff, it's all voice acted. Sensationally. Proper Shakespearean and ye old English. Really nice. And every Nearly every cutscene you're talking in, you've got to make a decision, and it changes the story completely. And it's it's just it's really good. Just, just please, just give it a try if if you're into that. What I've just described and pixel art. So obviously, the the, the graphics are the little sixteen bits, aren't they? Little. Yeah,
4: I, I do want to really give it a try.
0: I, I think it looks. Yeah. good. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely something for you, mate. You, you, you'll you'll see <laughs> it. Because the actual menu is a spreadsheet. So. Nice. Yes, exactly. It's just really good. Um, it is actually a remake of the 1995 game on the SNES. Um, like a reskin rather than a remake, and all quality of life stuff being put onto it. It's just really good. But on the original, it did have random battles, and they've took them off. If you want to grind, you can just go to the training camp and fight random monsters you know what I mean when you want but the game's scaled better now so the stronger you get the stronger the enemies get that kind of thing yeah it's just it's just, oh, it's just super good man uh, if you like politics if you like Dungeons and Dragons get it played Tactics Over Reborn that's mine obviously I did God of War as well Finish that easy mate <laughs> <laughs> completed it mate but yeah, um, who haven't I asked? Me. Me. You. You. Take your pick, one of you two. Who wants to go next? I'm giving it to you. You decide. Go on then, Biggie.
1: Oh, he's decided for you. It's not a biggie one. Um, so I completed the COD campaign on Veteran. Uh, that was fun ish. Baller. Uh, it was hard going, but uh, I did it. So I Is that, to what, that, is that like I where little... you get shot once and you're fucking dead? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> nice. I'd Never get past oh, first yes. level, me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a tough game at times, but uh, kind of enjoyed it in its own little way. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's a pretty cool campaign, as I mentioned before. Uh, jumped into the new Warzone 2.0. Um, oh, yeah, some that's on. pretty cool. Um, like that. There's a few is that the drop in, in one? There, yeah, where you drop yeah,
2: in yeah, yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. I like the DMZ, is it DMZ mode where do you do like missions? Yeah, I haven't done that bit yet. That's Miles it, more enjoyable. Is that a demilitarized than... zones. I was, I supposed yeah, to it's so much better than battle royale in my <coughs> opinion. Because you actually have like yeah. little tasks to do, and you've got mm. there's also some bots running around that like get in your way. So you take them out, and then you'll get um, like other teams are given like I think they're given like a contract to hunt you. So you've got like.
3: Get, it's a bit more yeah.
2: engaging, yeah. And you can pick shit up you go So you, you'll pick stuff up, like maybe you'll pick some gold, up or some documents, and you you end up earning a bit of money. It's like shit, right? We're all sat here with like fifteen grand on us, right? Let's get ourselves to an extraction point, and then you've got to work your way out to get to an extraction that sounds point.
0: Sounds like um, sounds like um, what's that Ubisoft game um, Division? When you go in the dark zone, sounds like that. Yeah,
1: it does. Feel, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I I've. Sorry, Big and I'm
2: taking over. But I've been playing that and, and it's like, I just find my that God more, kid. I just find it more enjoyable than dropping in and the maps shrinking. And, and getting shot. Getting shot and oh
1: shit, all right, I'm <laughs> out the,
2: I'm out the match now, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not
1: fun, man. Yeah, when you can work well together with your mates, it's much more fun, definitely. Mm. Got to get I uh, also stickle like this one. I finally got my daughter to sit through the hole of my neighbour Totaro, And she loved it. She really enjoyed it. Good. And uh, yeah, I'm hopefully going to get her to watch some more uh, Studio Ghibli stuff. So I'm really happy with that. But also managed to get her to watch the uh, start to watch the original Thundercats. Nice. Why? <laughs> because it's a classic. I told her I watched it when I was a kid and she was fully invested. And she and didn't believe that. you.
4: Did you point out how much you fancy
0: Chitara?
1: <laughs> yeah, did you? Not yet. <laughs> Although the interesting, did you say we were going
0: to call you Snaf as well? But your mother wouldn't allow it. Snaf, fucking Snaf.
1: <laughs> that first episode, Exodus, is really weird because they're running around for half of it naked until they get yep. armour. So it's really, it's really weird. Yeah, and a bit yeah, uncomfortable with a, a young lioner running around with nothing on. But uh, <laughs> the only other main thing that have,
0: you don't have a penis, <laughs> so it's all right. None of them the only though.
1: other main thing I've done this week is I recorded a pod with Mr. Plant and John. What? And I did a an episode of hundred things we learned from film. And yes, I covered ice pirates, which oh, they Foxy. hated before. I, am, I knew,
2: <laughs> I knew before you even
1: recorded
2: this that he was, he was fuming.
1: <laughs> terrible, so yeah, mate. check that out. Once uh, they've got it, put it all together and put it out. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. Oh, plant
0: chilling for them
4: he has to listen to some shit because he does. He does the off weeks on a uh, uh, Hallmark greatness, doesn't he? Where they watch like the shit films that Hallmark actors. He
0: have been in. puts. He's putting himself through it. So it's <laughs> his own fault. Yeah, imagine imagine having to like sit through films you do like for content for your podcast network, and some people just don't want to do that, do they? No, no. the stick Well, just don't want to do it. So oh, imagine right, yeah. having, yeah, 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 picking up, yeah. picking up. Picking up <laughs>
1: I got, yeah, I got there, I got there, I got there. You got that, boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so fast, Ooh. mate. Yeah, and it's like
2: furious. It's like we're all family, got <laughs> that like family connection.
0: You'd think so.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, Planty yeah, always, that's, plenty that's always watches it twice. He watches it once and then he watches it again to make notes. Wow. I Do you know, I don't just watch it once and around. then come on and start chatting shit about it. No, I,
0: when I did, when watched I did it mine, twice. I, I
2: watched it once. And made notes. As, I wrote notes as I was going through it, and I made like look this up. Do you know what I mean? Like, rather, you know, it's like just yeah, yeah. Like, look that up, mm. look
1: that up, look that up. Very nice. Yeah, that's Very my week. Nice. Busy week mate. to you, Biggie number two. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so. Despite the disrespect in this house, um, this week I went, I went outside, I went to the cinema, shockingly enough, fair enough for me to go outside these days. but last night Pip and I went to see The Menu.
2: Oh, yes.
5: Oh, I've heard good things about this. It's really fucking good.
2: It looks Um, good from the trailer.
4: Yeah, so The Menu's a, it's a black comedy thriller, which is kind of three genres that don't tend to go that well together, generally speaking. Um, it stars Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nicholas Holt, amongst, um, a few others. And it tells the story of, um, a, a couple, one of them who is an, an extreme foodie, um, who go to a secluded island where a celebrity chef has his most pom- pompous restaurant, uh, and where they eat the most delectable food on a tasting menu that he's put together. And then there's a turn and shit gets really fucking dark. Um. Ooh. It's really good. It is really funny. The dialogue is it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's like you'll be chuckling throughout the whole thing because it is very witty. It's very put together. Um, people manage to kind of put their foot in it because it's, it, it's again, it's one of these places. It's the height of snobbery. This restaurant that they're going to um, uh, what's his name? Julian Slovik is um, Ralph Fiennes' character um, and he is like he all of his chefs that work with him in the kitchen. It's almost like a cult like he comes out with each course and he kind of claps his hands together and everyone stands to attention and he describes the dish and then he comes out and it's like it's a fucking single scallop on a rock it's meant to represent <laughs> the, the ocean or some shit like that you know it's that kind of taking the piss out of foodies um there are um a few characters there that are um uh, they're like your typical kind of finance bros who think they know everything and they're trying to like ask for substitutions and changes, and the um, the head waitress is just shutting them down completely. But like I say, so you get all this stuff which is quite funny, and then like I say, it gets to a turn and it gets really fucking dark in the best way possible. Because when it starts to get dark, the tension starts to ramp up, and it stops. It's it's less of a black comedy from that point, and then it's more of the thriller side of things. Um, it it, it borders on to like proper psychological shit as it gets further into the film. Um, and I really enjoyed it I didn't expect much from it like I'd seen the trailers thought oh this will be good because I like everyone who's in it and yeah. um, it looks pretty and it's well put cinematography is incredible like when they first get to the island um, there's a lot of shots kind of along the beaches of of the kind of the, um, the kind of ecology that's there and it's beautiful and the food shots are beautifully done as well like every course comes out and you get it as if it is written on a menu like what the course is and what's involved with it and then that kind of then blends into the humor or some of the dark shit later on um it's
1: it's where's really, the location supposed to be uh
4: it's supposed to be it's supposed to be on an isle, a restaurant on an island um it doesn't actually say
0: where it is this is imagine it. the twist that gadget's talking about is like turns out a sign just falls off and it says Isla Nubla, and it's <laughs> Jurassic Park Island <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, it's that'd, it's that'd be
4: it's the place is supposed to be called Hawthorne Island is like an island that the restaurant owns, and like all the restaurant staff live there. They never leave the island. Um, which possibly makes mm. makes you understand why it all gets a little bit culty. Ooh. Um, what
0: what did what snack did you have at the cinema?
4: Uh, I don't eat at the cinema. I just had a really? I just had a coffee. With a, with a film called The Menu. You didn't take some nachos in. <laughs> no, because I, I I don't like the sound of other people eating popcorn around me, so I don't eat when I'm in the cinema.
2: Uh, God. Good job. I, good job <laughs> I, I'm sat there, I was sat there with a massive load of food during June.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> it was all right. I, I was, full, I was, full, I, I was full, full of cold and infecting you, so it was it was fine. We, we, we paid paid for each other that way. He did infect me that week. Did I did.
0: <laughs> you should not have been necking.
4: But well, yeah, it's 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 worth, worth see. It, it's one of those films I would say I actually see it at the cinema because I think on the big screen, like the cinematography really does uh, stand out. It's not a film you need to see at the cinema, but I would say it'll be enhanced by see
0: because it's nice to see those kind of films in cinema because you you expect to go into a popcorn thriller or something like that, don't you? Yeah. But when you see something a little bit different, it's sometimes a treat.
4: Yeah, it's 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 playing with the um playing with the kind of genre conventions of kind of comedy of, of like black comedy and thrillers. Yeah. Um, in the same way that what happens within the film kind of plays with the concept of foodies and plays with um, the concept of kind of celebrity and celebrity chefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure it sticks the end in perfectly, but I didn't leave dissatisfied, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: but what you get out of the end, what you get out, of, especially the last 10 minutes of it, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. um it's a, wow. it just it's just an escalation and yeah i i i definitely think even if you only watch it on like amazon prime or something like that, make sure you see it cuz it is really really good it's got a, it's got uh, it's 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 reviewed well i think it's got like a 90 yeah. or metacritic or something i love ray Finds when
0: he's when he's proper putting his all into something oh well. this is the most rare finds i've seen him in oh, a he's long so, time he's so good he's yeah. such a good actor it's,
4: it it yeah there's there's a lot of that kind of subtle acting that he's that that he's very good at you know like how he can have, he can be very stony faced, but then like a bit yeah. of wetness to his eyes. You know what's behind those eyes.
0: He's not Francis Dollarhide from Red Dragon this time.
4: No, and he's certainly <laughs> he's not... eating mo- paper. <laughs> no, and he's certainly not Moriarty from Holmes and Watson. No, no exactly.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> of Voldemort. <laughs> I like it. I, I like. I like. I, I like. Ray finds when he's proper going for it. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's such a treasure. Mm. Bang into that then. Yeah, Brilliant. No, good. That's. Has that been our week's then, guys? It has. Right. So the main topic, as produced by our sexy patrons, they have decided, what was the list against Dig Please that they had the choice on? Thank you. I like how he hasn't written (laughs) this down in between.
2: So they had the choice of, (laughs) uh, we had uh, game franchises that started in the 80s. We had 80s icons. We had 80s... What was the other one? Something or other. <laughs> Hang on.
4: I love how he hasn't got it written down.
2: Remake an no, no, no. 80s film. Why should I have this it? written
1: down? He's the fucking host. <laughs> should have this written down? <laughs>
2: it's called Delegation. Remake sir. an
1: 80s film, wasn't it?
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Remake an 80s film with, tomorrow, with today's uh, actors. Or um, make our own 80s film using only things that were available in the 80s. So yeah. actors, directors,
0: uh, tech... All that kind of composers, whatever. Which let me just say, patrons, you chose the correct answer. Yeah, with I think it was eighty
2: percent of the vote for that one.
0: You I chose like, wisely.
4: I like to make us put the work in, don't they? Oh, I put the yeah. work
0: in. Yeah, I, I, I'll get the ball rolling because I've, 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 I know it's kind of cheating, but I've done two, but they're really small. What I've written down, so I can crack it out in ten minutes. Um, because oh, I was thinking of this. We <laughs> ten minutes is a bit long, mate. Fuck it out. I was say. I'm doing it, right. I am. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, think of you guys as a Hollywood studio, and I'm trying to picture these two film ideas. I really would like you to uh, to finance at least one of them, if possible. So the first one's just the the pitch I did on the toilet. I am having a poo, and I did this. So it's not as much effort into uh, as the second one. I but mean, if, first I, time if I'm, I'm a Hollywood executive and you're there pitching it to us while you're having a poo. No, 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 I pitched it. <laughs> I know. I, I know, wrote I know. the pitch on the bog. No, you're not in the toilet watching me poo. That'd be a weird meeting. I get very shy as well. I'm like, oh, well, can't you, do come it. In,
2: come in here. I've got a pitch for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs that. So, yes, the first film I want to pitch is something that was really big in the 80s in the uh, comic scene. Biggie knows this The X-Men massive in the 80s weren't ooh. they Biggie
1: huge Still up.
0: yeah absolutely so the first film I want to pitch is X-Men Magneto ooh what ooh. so directed by James Cameron he was on a roll in the 80s starring what have I done this Sylvester Stallone as Eric Lensher aka Magneto <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking because he's Judge Dred Elmer <laughs> <laughs> Still on though. Uh, this is the thing. So, the film is a typical 80s way of getting absolutely everything wrong. For some reason, in the 80s, every time they did a superhero thing, really low budget, and they just got everything wrong. So, I've stuck with that. They think Magneto's the goodie. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still getting it wrong. Did you not
2: hear my Black Adam
0: review? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's why I mentioned it earlier. So it's a film about Magneto trying to help his fellow mutants build a utopia called Geniosia. But the dastardly evil Professor X, played by Sean Connery, and the other X-Men <laughs> are getting in his way. Because Professor X sounds like a baddie, doesn't it? He does, He's actually. a baddie. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I mean,
4: I mean, you had an action man, a Dr. X. Dr. X, that's what I was just <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor> X. <laughs> yeah?
0: And he was, he was a bloody awful man. He used to put had a, toxic had... waste in the sea. A, t- a teacher that looked like Dr. X and he was an absolute <coughs> dickhead. He him a big cybernetic eye. No, he just like just, everything else looked, he looks just like Dr. X. <laughs> we used to call him Dr. X. <laughs> Perfect. So, yes, um, you may want to know which X Men I've pitched. And remember, these are baddies as well. So, obviously, Sean Connery is playing Professor X. I feel like Sean Connery were good in the 80s, really. I mean, he's, he was great anyway, but in the 80s, he, he was chomping the scenery a little bit, wasn't he? And stuff and Very much I think. As so. a baddie, Professor X would be good at that. So, I've got Wolverine <laughs> played by Mel Gibson with his mullet. <laughs> so, you've got to remember, guys, these are all in, in 80s. So, um, Cyclops played by Judge Reinhold, I think it'd be a good <laughs> Scott Summers. Uh, Jean Grey, um, Leia Thompson from uh, Back to the Future. Storm is Grace Jones. Who else could it have been? Who else could it Who have else? been? Nobody, nobody. Nightcrawler. Now, David Bowie, I've put for Nightcrawler. Think how skinny he was in the 80s. Ah, the cocaine, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, basically, um, I didn't really put much into this one. As I said, it's my toilet pitch. So are you interested in that one at all? You can see where the story's going to go. It's been done a million times.
3: No.
0: Only, only no? if there's like a beast and he's dressed up in like a... Like a big furry
2: costume, <laughs> and like a coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's got like airy arms.
3: <laughs> yeah, because the CGI. Because
2: it'd be no CGI, so he'd have to be made up with practical effects.
0: Yeah, and well that pra- that
4: was, and, and we need a practical effects juggernaut.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, the, he's just not in it. Cause it's too difficult to do. <laughs> it's just it, not it, in it. It's a bit costly for film. Yeah, uh, too much in it for eighties. But anyway, I, I, I don't know if, rig- if
4: if 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 Jim Cameron can do um the, the
0: Alien Queen fighting aliens, he can do a Juggernaut suit. That's true, isn't it? Big 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 um Jim Ensign Juggernaut thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. can, we, can
4: we have can we have Beast as a Muppet?
0: Yeah, it's just a Muppet. That's <laughs> like snuffleupagus.
2: Uh, uh, okay, so we're, actually, uh, we're going to turn this into an X Men Muppet film. Now, oh, yeah, I'm
1: yeah. The cookie it. Fun, monster. fun, 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 fun. No, no guys, there. you
0: you guys are the Hollywood execs. If if you want to do that, well, you can buy it. You can buy the film. The
1: cookie monster is the beast,
0: but yeah, still perfect. having
4: Sylvester Stallone as Magneto. Yes, yes, he's yeah. the only human <laughs> in the whole
0: yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want it, guys, you can have it. But let me pitch my main thing that I really, I really, I, I'm proud of this, and I've put a, a good bit of work in this. So, the second film I'm going to pitch to you guys, is a comedy buddy cop 80s banger. Because I think buddy cop films are 80s bread and butter. They really are, aren't they? And I bet at least one of you have done something similar to this. Yes, <laughs> We've got very similar tasting films, so far so. so, Kurt Russell will play the straight-laced, five-star, top-of-the-class hotshot called Detective Chad Marsh. He's sent by his police chief to escort a British embassy diplomat, Nigel T. Kettle, played by Ian Holmes, they're travelling back to London and need a police escort, basically. Detective Mash is great at his job and the flight goes well and he knows he's handling Nigel T. Kettle, he's handing him over to a metropolitan police detective called Horatio J. Bangers. So (laughs) the the hot-headed, constantly angry and pissed off Met Police detective is played by Gary Oldman in a role of a lifetime so <laughs> so think of that you've already seen it huh? Kurt Russell Gary Oldman poof, fish out of water so when Chad Mash and Nigel Teakettle get to Heathrow shit kicks off are you laughing, are you
5: laughing? T. Kettle. <laughs> oh,
0: well that's my, what Americans would Nigel call him Nigel
5: Teakettle it's got me
0: that's what <laughs> Americans would call him it's the 80s they didn't know anything oh yes um, yeah shit kicks off the bloody Russians start firing at Nigel just as the handover was happening, so Detective Chad Mash and Horatio J. Bangers have to race around London together to keep Nigel T. Kettle alive. So, it's a fish-out-of-water, buddy-cop story, because Kurt Russell is just so straight-laced, he's a Republican-American, and Gary Oldman has small-man syndrome, basically, and just screams all the fucking time. Uh, There's a love interest in the film when Chad Mash meets Horatio J. Bangers' sister, played by Helen Mirren. And just hilarity, mirth, and character growth happens. And the villain, oh, yes, you guessed it. It's the nasty Russian oligarch Petrov the Bear, Pavlishev, is played by Mickey Rourke. <laughs> the film is called Bangers and Mash, directed <laughs> by Paul Verhoeven. Oh, it hell. It's <laughs> <laughs> by Paul Verhoeven. Do you want to buy it, please? Yeah, Think of it then. now. Yeah. So like like you have got obviously everyone's used to Kurt Russell being sexy with his hair and stuff. This is a trimmed, all his hair's trimmed, he's got glasses on, he's straight laced, and you've got Gary Oldman doing his Gary Oldman thing. You know when he's really loud on cocaine, when he's just going, it's just I think it's gonna be sensational. Oh it was back in the eighties when you financed it and it came out. But in the same vein as like tango and cash, banger's a mash. See where I'm going? Yes. Benson and Hedges. Benson and Hedges. <laughs> Okay, beaches and green. Chitty you get pin. it.
3: Chip and bean. <laughs> <pain.
0: laughs> that could be the sequel. Hmm. Pitching that. But yeah, do you like that? I do. Yeah. Stig's. I love it. He'd watch shit out of that. He knows he <laughs> would. Stig's already looking you for would. it on Netflix. <laughs> it's got an IMDb rating of ninety. <laughs> Everyone loves it. Right, candy.
3: Right, you so look my... like
0: you've just been fucking dragged out at eighties, mate.
5: Oh, it's the hair.
0: Kicking and screaming.
5: <laughs> and I wish I could go back. So my film is called Dead or Alive. Mm. Extreme so we open beach up... volleyball. <laughs> no, not I that one. I'm remem-
2: just remembering the last film Pitch Candy did about the uh... yeah.
5: G.I. Jane Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is good. But, buckle up. Could be better. <clears throat>
5: Right, so we open up in a pizzeria-slash-games arcade. Brothers Mike and Tyler are fighting over a game of Gallagher. In the background, a waitress, Nancy, is skating around. She's taking everyone's orders, delivers shakes and pizza. We see Game Over flash up on the arcade machine. The boys decide to call it a night. They get on their BMXs and head home, looking up at the sky and noticing it's starting to thunder and lightning. Nancy wipes over the remaining tables, says goodbye to the final punters and flips the close sign. She calls her boyfriend Chad. High school bully and wanted to be rock star. It's closed. You can come over now, she says. Cut to the boys arriving home to Mike's house. Weren't you supposed to get your mom some TV dinners without money? Tyler says.
0: Where, where the from? Sorry.
5: Um, uh, To be decided. America.
0: <laughs> Is that an American accent?
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I've
5: lost it. <laughs> it must have fallen out of my pocket at the arcade. I'm going to be <laughs> in so the, much
1: trouble. All <laughs> of Back in Somerset again.
0: <laughs> Mama Juju. What's
2: we have to from go back office? and get
3: it.
0: <laughs> Listen,
2: I think it's a great uh, American accent. I have. You would. Thank you it, I've heard, heard against people doing American accents.
5: That's how they sounded back in the 80s.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they,
0: no, it's
4: what strange yeah, Things it, gets wrong with them having normal accents.
5: Yeah. I
0: do declare.
5: (laughs) So when they get back to the arcade, they notice a weird glowing green light coming from inside. They drop their bikes to the ground and peek in the window. Inside, they see Nancy and Chad sitting on the floor inside a pentagram made of ketchup, doing some kind of ritual (laughs) and chanting. The green light they notice is coming from a jukebox in the corner, but Nancy and Chad don't seem to have noticed. They're distracted by the ritual. Suddenly, a bolt of lightning hits the arcade... Travels through electric wires and the jukebox explodes with glowing, gl- glowing green tendrils, one of which hits mm. Chad and appears to electrocute him, holding him up in the air while he vibrates with shock. Nancy runs for the fr- out for the front door. The boys catch up with her and ask what happened. We were trying to do a deal with Satan, she says, so that Chad could become a famous rock star. And now I think he's dead. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Mike says. You can stay with us tonight. So the next morning... Never. They head back to the arcade to find the remains of Chad. Nothing looks out of place. Everything seems normal. There's no sign of Chad. He must have gone he must have gone home, Nancy says. <laughs> How about some shakes? <laughs> so the boys have their shakes and pancakes and they hang out at the arcade for a bit. As the morning goes on it starts to get busier. Someone throws a dime in the jukebox. It glows a strange green, and a light shoots out the front. Weird the punter says, shrugging his shoulders. But then You Spin Me Right Round by Dead or Alive comes on, and they carry on. Later that evening, the boys are home once more, doing homework. A news flash comes from the TV. There's been several casualties in a local rock show this evening. Reports are hazy, but there appears to be someone in the building murdering concert goers. Stand by for local footage. Please be warned this... Footage. (laughs) Please be warned this video may be disturbing. Footage. (laughs) <laughs> in the video, they see Chad glowing green and see-through. He's dressed as Pete Burns, but it de- it's definitely Chad's face. He has a huge BC rich guitar, which he's firing out green tendrils of light at people, instantly killing them. Tyler picks up the phone. Nancy, have you seen the news? Yes, I'm watching <laughs> it now, she says. Meet me at the arcade. I am not So basically, Chad's demonic spirit is in the jukebox. Every time someone puts on a tune, his spirit escapes. He's dressed as someone from the band that he that was played and he goes to terrorise local rock shows. Tyler, Mike and Nancy have the idea to put on a charity rock show when they know there's going to be a thunderstorm. One that Chad just can't resist. Nancy flicks into a, uh, a diamond into the jukebox, selects How Soon Is Now by the Smiths and Chad Morrissey appears for a split second before heading towards the sound <laughs> of a rumbling drum kit in the distance. Armed with meat feast pizzas to repeat to repel Chad Morrissey's guitar attacks. <laughs> it's killing time, the boys shout. <laughs> the gang managed to reflect enough of his demon energy back at him to weaken him. They hear an almighty crack from above as lightning, as a lightning bolt hits the speaker directly, sending lightning, up, lightning up, energy up into his guitar cord and killing him. So this is going to be directed by Joel Schumacher, hot off the back of The Lost Boys. It's starring Nash. Corey Hayman, and Corey Feldman as Mike and Tyler, Drew Barrymore oh, as Nancy, and Robert Downey Jr. is Chad.
0: Oh, before prison. Yeah. I'm thinking drugs. like weird science days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Excellent. it. What's he called again?
5: Dead or Alive.
0: Dead or Alive. Yeah, because of the band. Mm-hmm. So 80s Pete Burns, not early noughties Pete Burns.
5: No. Not, no, <laughs> no, not early noughties. Yeah, 80s Pete Burns.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you were good looking. Yes. Hmm. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't try I, to beat Chad like to death with the crusts of the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> They're just handles, I declare.
3: <laughs>
4: please, 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 Candy, can we have these voices in uh, Score Sheep at some point? Maybe this, like the second campaign or something like that. You play an Americanized teenager.
3: Sure.
0: <laughs> no, we said an American one. Not sure. a Bristolian one. We'll do, it about we'll, do it, we'll do it together, Candy. Miller. Miller. <laughs> Brilliant! I like that. I like that a lot because that is exactly. I've seen that film a million times. You know what I mean? That oh, is yeah. what.
3: That is 80s, 80s films.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. Now, Biggie remembers the eighties better than we do, so I'm expecting good lethal weapon style things from him. It's exactly what you're going to get.
1: Of course, if. my <laughs> movie is my movie is called Hong Kong Fury.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to call it non lethal weapon or something like that.
1: <laughs> Not lethal weapon. <laughs> yeah. It's called Diplomatic Immunity. No. Um it's directed <laughs> by Richard Donner. Yes. The choreography by Ewan Wu Ping. The score by Ennio Morricone. It starts Jean Claude Van Damme as John Brackett's Jack Daniels. <laughs> nice. Brandon Lee as officer fong lee hmm. steven Seagull is the dragon lord boss Reese taylor
0: <laughs> is he Russian in this is he
1: chinese in this or is he he's, he's trying to be chinese native american michael dudakov
3: <laughs> back Michaels. in
2: the 80s they get away with making him having him be chinese
0: and dress yeah. Up yeah. as chinese would not they yeah of they would. he likes to pretend he's chinese all the time
1: <laughs> gary daniels as dealer mm-hmm. 1 fellow young Body, one. one of the bodyguards. Ewan Biao as a dealer, too, and an uncredited <laughs> Sam Lowe, which will become a later on. Mm. The drug war has escalated in the US with a new product on the market that's taken over. It's called Dragonfire. Following a lead, New York detective John Jack Daniels and his partner <laughs> Scott are doing a stakeout deal between two rival gangs, the Dragon Lords and the Jade Emperors. Disturbance breaks out at the floating Chinese restaurants at a New York pier, undisclosed location. A massive brawl erupts, and it gets worse when one of the gangs, the Dragon Lords, sully inhale this new type of drug. Enraged with an almost unstoppable strength, they go berserk and brutally take out the rival gang. They discover who's in control of the dragonfire is Reese Taylor. As the bosses escape whilst the detectives are caught up in this fight. Uh, Jack's partner, Michaels, is disarmed and killed by Reese with some Aikido manoeuvres and a death hand killing blow. Reese d- uh, escapes and has apparently left New York and gone to take his business to Hong Kong. Jack Daniels has been given authorization to go to Hong Kong and meet Fuck with a local Jack. Hong yes. Kong drug force and their captain, Officer Lee. He's a by-the-book kind of guy. JD and Lee clash origi- uh, at the beginning as they like disagree on their in. approaches on how to find Reese, It's like a fish out of water kind of scenario. You know it, boy. As Lee shows Jenny around Hong Kong, there's banter and bonding as they start to learn how Hong Kong works and how things are done there. A dealer in a local market is arrested after another brief fight. Giving them the lead, the laundrette factory is actually in the shantytown is a front for drug manufacturing. Another big fight breaks out and one of the bosses is captured. It reveals that Reese is actually now hiding out at one of the biggest casinos in town owned by millionaire Sam Lowe. He's an old Mm. Chinese-looking guy that's sort of wearing traditional Hong Kong outfit, long grey hair, long beard. A car chase randomly ensues through the streets of Hong Kong, and the two detectives barely survive this, but using their smarts, they finally arrive at the casino. They try to intimidate this Sam Lowe. He invites them in. They can't find anything. Just as they're about to leave, one of the henchmen is spotted as he uh, takes over from one of the other dealers at one of the tables. And a huge fight breaks out. It's chaos. Stunts everywhere throughout the casino. And then as JD finally defeats Reese, he reveals that he's not actually the real boss. Sam Lowe appears, pulls off his mask, and is revealed to be none other than Jackie Chan. The real boss. The real villain. There's a (laughs) massive fight between... I didn't see this coming. (laughs) There's a massive fight... As Jackie Chan takes on both of them, but eventually, after lots of martial arts maneuvers, you name it, they finally take him down, and they end of the movie. That's it. That's I don't believe I it
0: because I don't think anyone can take Jackie Chan down. <laughs> unbelievable! But I actually also, put him
1: as a villain because I don't think he's ever played a villain before. So I put him. Also, in as a no, and I reckon he could. I reckon when,
0: he could actually.
3: When
1: do Riggs and murtaugh turn up? Yeah, about that. <laughs> there's cameos of them. Look, pointing at them, going, "Hey, hey!" Oh, fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> It screams Asian panic to me, this film, and I'm in.
4: It screams that slightly racist 80s, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly what I'm going for. Yeah, Yeah, I I can't describe every stunt and every, you know how it is. It's all just fights, fights, fights. Could you do
0: an animatic of it, please, for us and send it in next week? (laughs) Yeah. Like like a full breakdown.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's my movie.
0: Yeah, we saw that coming a mile off. Um, take what you got. Well, you,
2: you better—you've seen this coming a mile off as well. Strap in. <laughs> running again. We've got three buddy cop movies. It's all I know. It's all I know, <laughs> mate. Right. Here we go. So, set in LA around 87, 88, We open with the panning shots flying over the city, in it intercut with uh, clips of a vehicle travelling through the streets. So we see major tourist mm. spots from the ground perspective, from the aerial shots. There's people out enjoying themselves. You know, typical downtown LA. The city is lively. It's constantly cutting back between the two. We have some proper 80s-style pop synth playing over, like like very much in the Frankie Goes to Hollywood I talked about last week. Bang into that. The vehicle moves out the city and into Beverly Hills, and it pulls up outside a big house. Inside, we see a handsome young man and a beautiful lady having a good time, dancing, drinking, snorting coke, all that kind of stuff. Beautiful. Two men, played by Clancy Brown and Michael Ironside, step out of the vehicle and ring the yeah, doorbell.
3: <laughs> the gentleman
2: answers and is immediately blasted away with a shotgun. Yes! <laughs> the woman Stop s- spoiling it! Put it on! I want to watch it! <laughs> the woman screams and is chased by the men. She tries to run, but as I say, she's chased. She, she manages to catch Ironside's um, character, known as Dax, in the face with a knife. But Clancy Brown's, car- Clancy Brown's character, Leon, hits her over the head and knocks her out. Cut to the title scene. Strong target. Strong target. Yes. <laughs> it's the next day and we awake with a police detective by the name of Harry Strong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bangers and masks. <match.
3: laughs>
2: Played by Sylvester Stallone. He's a bit of a shlover yes! at home. Nothing seems kept. He picks up last night's takeaway and eats it for breakfast and swigs a beer. He gets a phone call about something, grumbles and says, I'll be right there. <laughs> That's my Sloan <laughs> After a quick shower He gets himself in his blue wash jeans Plate white tea, tucked in of course And brown jacket, he scrubs up pretty well He goes outside and of course he's got a classic 1968 Ford Mustang he Sticks on his big glasses and drives to the crime scene mm. He arrives at the crime scene He's met by Chief of Police Ray Jones Played by Lewis Gossett Jr and If you don't know who that is oh. Have a look at him he, he would. He just looks like the perfect kind of person to play The chief boss Yes, um, I, I know I know him, I yeah. know who he is yeah. Oh yeah, I see it Yep. Also there, there's two other detectives Mike Sinclair, played by Bill Paxton and his uh, partner Ross Smith, Game over, man. played by Ernie Hudson They inform Harry about what's happened here last night and the man was found dead, but the Hollywood actress Emily St. Marie is missing, presumed abducted As if this case wasn't as important enough what makes it higher profile is the man that she was with has known links to gang members around the city but also she's the daughter of wealthy businessman Richard Clark, played by Ronnie Cox, a.k.a. Dick Jones from RoboCop. (laughs) Yep. He's also running for senator soon, so this needs to be sorted out as soon as possible. Such a slime bag, I hate him. Harry is told to team up with Sinclair and Smith, but he refuses. He prefers to work alone. This is because he's a loose cannon. He'll bend and break (laughs) the rules to get the answers he's after. He tells Chief Jones he'll he'll get this sorted in no time and goes to crack some skulls. We get scenes of him around local gangs. He knows, asking if they've seen anything. There's a chase sequence with one of them, but it all leads to nothing. So he goes back to the station. The chief informs Harry that because of the severity of the case, the FBI are bringing in a man to help. Harry isn't impressed. So says, I don't need no pencil-pushing dweeb in a suit slowing me down. He hasn't noticed the man in the corner in the office. The chief tells Strong to say hello to John Target of the FBI. Target stands up and he says, nice to meet you. Yes! That's right. We're getting the team up that we never got in the 80s that we should have had. We're getting it. John Target is Arnold Schwarzenegger.
3: Gosh.
2: He says, this, this is the guy, Harry exclaims as he puffs out his chest and shoulders a little bit. Um, he says, I mean, yeah, sure, he looks tough, but look at that suit and square haircut. He screams doing things by the book. The chief says, well, maybe you need to do things a little by the book. Thus,
0: you're a loose cannon.
2: We have a buddy cop movie where Stallone plays the rogue, Arnie plays a straight man. But eventually, as the film progresses, Arnie's character starts to loosen up, cracks a few dry jokes, even has to get mm. dressed up at one point by Stallone, getting him to blend in just for comedy laughs. As a woman? No, just you know, dressing up in street <laughs> clothes and stuff, where he looks completely yeah. out of sorts. Uh, there'll yeah. be a scene in Harry's apartment where they go there, and John's like, "Look at this mess and squalor you live in," and he's like, "It's not too bad." Has he got a bit of a belly in this? Like he did in Copland? No, no, they're both massive. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're both <laughs> huge
2: monsters. <laughs> yeah, uh, there'll be there'll be a scene where John beat John and Harry beat up about twelve guys hand to hand by themselves as a are surrounded. There'll be chases through warehouses with guns and drugs being shipped into lots of explosions, shootings. Boxes getting... Yeah, boxes smashing through windows, all of that. We'll have a scene where Harry and John go to speak to Richard Clark, who they think comes off as fake, and feel like there's something that doesn't add up. So they try mm. to pursue this, but they're told they're looking up the wrong tree and they're warned off him because of his Clark's political connections. But yes. they ignore this and continue to pursue him. Sneak around the even house. they've been told. Yeah, even though they've been told. Oh. Finding out what looks like some docu- documents for shipping containers. This lands <sighs> them in hot water and they're both suspended. Clark tells the police he doesn't want to pr- uh, press charges. When the police leave, he shuts the door. And who should be with him? None other but Leon and Drax. Would you believe it that Ronnie Cox is the bad no. guy of this film? Who did Never. see that coming? <laughs> Such a shock! Dax is also now sporting an eye patch, by the way, because of the knife attack. Yeah,
0: yeah. makes him look even more ruthless.
2: Yep. Yeah. Round up the film. So, not not one for following rules, Harry decides to take matters into his own hands. But John says he can't because it will ruin his FBI career. So Harry tells John he's going to follow up on that shipping container lead and sets off to find answers. But when he gets there, Dax sneaks up behind him with a gun, points at his head, and he's captured. So he gets tied up and beaten up by Dax and Leon. They try to get answers out of him. All he does is laugh at them and crack jokes about Dax looking like a pirate. After a while, the two leave and tell the goons to finish him off and dispose of the body. But wouldn't you know it, John turns up and helps and saves the day. Backed up by um, the other two policemen, Sinclair and Smith, they take out all the goons and Harry and John chase after Leon and Dax. They come up to a, um, where am I? Yeah. They chase them to a super yacht where they have a big fight. And and then Harry sees Clark and John tells him, go after him. I've got this. And then we get Arnold fighting Ironside and Clancy Brown by himself. They obviously Easy. get the upper hand a little bit, but then he kills one of them by booting one <laughs> through a window. Who lands and he lands on some well placed spikes outside. And then what the does other- he say when he does that? Oh, I didn't have th- a line. I wish I had <sighs> thought. I, I can't think of <sighs> good lines. Uh, But Have a nice trip. Yeah, there's going to be one-liners and everything. with, And then he manages to kill the other one by just getting him in a neck hold and just crunching his neck and snapping it. You get that audible snap that you get in there. Have a break. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Harry chases Clark into the bedroom where he picks up Emily and holds a gun to her head. We then get the classic bad guy tells all. He said it was supposed to be a simple kidnapping job. And while the police and the media were spending their time looking for the high-profile actress, Emily St. Clair, I was going to move a fuck ton of drugs and guns around and make m- make millions <laughs> helping me with my push for senator. The kidnapping would have been the icing on the cake and garnered the sympathy votes to get me the votes I needed. But you and that knucklehead from the FBI had to ruin it all. So now I'm going to have to kill you and you sweetie. Sorry, but there can be no witnesses. <laughs> she bites his hand because she, she wasn't privy to this. He's kidnapped his own daughter for his own political gain. Wow. So she bites his hand, gets free, and Clark blasts him away and he says, I'm afraid you don't have my vote. Everything wraps up nicely, <laughs> as per the end of a buddy cop film, and Harry and John say their goodbyes, and as he's driving away, Harry cracks a joke and laughs. Freeze frame on Arnie laughing. Cue power ballad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> like which, which,
2: which power problems, ballad? Right? I don't know any of them. White Snake. Here I go again. Yes, yeah. any, anything. Uh, so yeah. This is also directed by Richard Donner,
0: so he's a busy man in the the eighties. It's good, it's good that, and I love it. And it's so like, I mean, that's the plot of Beverly Hills Cop minus there's two of them, (laughs) but it's still good. (coughs) I'm bang into it. I can't remember proper bang into it.
3: Is that?
0: uh, I genuinely don't know if it is. I I just wrote this off with warehouses and everything. Yeah, there's always warehouses. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's easier to film in a warehouse, isn't it? That's right.
4: Yep. Lots of big empty warehouses all across LA. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. A slightly yeah. damp Known forest. place for warehouses.
2: <laughs> you want warehouses? We've got warehouses of warehouses. <laughs> also, LA is excellent. Um, LA is on the water, isn't it? Yeah. Good. Because yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast. West Coast, mate. Oh, no, it's in California, but I was thinking it. Anyway, no, it is but, on the coast. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's my Arnie and
0: Stallone team up. I'm banging to it. I would watch the shit out of that constantly. Brilliant. Um, Gadget, you don't watch many 80s films, do you? I've,
4: I've seen a fair few 80s films, and I decided to challenge myself this time, because every time we do one of these pitch things, I always do something like dark and sci-fi or something like that. Yeah, you do. So I decided to go the complete opposite and do... Romantic a, comedy? Not a romantic comedy, but a comedy. Oh. So my film is going to be called uh, White Russian. <laughs> I know where this is going. Written and directed by Mel Brooks. Oh, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> Starring as Will Nelson, Steve Martin. As Igor Volklov, Martin Short. <laughs> as Pyotr Sokolov, Gene Wilder.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: as Anya Fedora, Catherine O'Hara. Mm-hmm. As President Grigorev, John Candy. <laughs> oh no. And guesting is General Goldberg, Mel Brooks himself.
0: Yeah, he God. does that.
4: He does that a lot. He, does do yeah. that. he likes to pop yeah. into his own films. So, Will Nelson is one of the CIA's greatest spies. He's known as an expert in undercover operations. He's a man with a thousand faces, capable of inserting himself into any organization or group he puts his mind to.
3: <laughs>
4: an order comes down from the president to secure intelligence on Soviet nuclear secrets whilst, whilst uh, President Grigorev is distracted by the war in Afghanistan. I think he'd probably end up doing a made up country rather than doing the actual war in Afghanistan, but we're just going to use Afghanistan because I couldn't think of something. So General Goldberg hands the mission to Nelson personally. He tells him, through a a slightly farcical back and forth conversation, to connect with a double agent named Volkov who will help him get into the Soviet Union and supply him with fake documents. After your typical travel montage, Nelson is on a train to Moscow. Volkov greets him on the train, being very excited to meet an American for the first time, and notably. No one in this film is using Russian accents. (laughs) Under his Soviet military uniform, he's wearing American flag underwear, which he's very excited to show Nelson, much to his irritation. (laughs) He hands over the fake documents and tells him when they get to Moscow, he'll take Nelson to where he needs to go. He also points out that Nelson sounds like he's named after Willie Nelson, much to his annoyance. (laughs) Meanwhile, Grigorev is trying to understand why the war is taking so long. John Candy will play him as being kind of impatient and incompetent owing to the slightly propagandish nature of any films involving the Soviet Union that American studios made. Uh, Sokolov is Grigorov's right-hand general and keeps telling me everything he wants to hear while ultimately either not having any clue what's going on or not caring. You know, that way that Gene Wilder can just disregard anything that he wants to. After a change of clothes into a, a Soviet uniform, Nelson walks into the military offices in Moscow with Volkov. He's met by Fedora, a young capricious woman who instantly catches his eye. Volkov introduces Nelson as an investigator sent from the presidential office to check into a suspected leak of intelligence. Fedora leads Nelson into the archive room, cueing a comedic physical comedy sequence of Nelson attempting to covertly photograph documents whilst trying to keep Fedora distracted between himself and Volkov, uh, as she keeps kind of hovering around and discussing how terrible it would be if spies got into this room. In the documents, Nelson discovers that the Russians are using the war in Afghanistan to try and expand the Union, but also as a smokescreen to hide their renewed nuclear expansion. The documents are signed off by Sokolov. Nelson tells Volkov he needs to get closer to Sokolov. As they leave, Fedora is suspicious and goes to the archive to double check what he was doing. Sokolov complains to his assistant that Grigorov is getting on his nerves. All the questions are just wasting his time and he missed the days when the president wasn't interested in what the army was doing and when a general could just do whatever he wanted. As if on command, Grigorov interrupts him and asks him more pointless questions, causing Sokolo to have to bite his tongue. When Grigorov leaves, Sokolo picks up the phone, uh, and it's Fedora calling him to tell him about a strange man doing an audit. Sokolo tells her to find out who he is and to tail him. Volkov takes Nelson out on the town. They do shots of vodka in a music hall, listening to a lounge band. Volkov is drunk and constantly asking questions about America, causing Nelson to tell can it in case anybody hears. Fedora walks in, looking stunning, which gets Nelson's attention. They flirt and end up doing a choreographed dance together, resulting in a kiss. She tells him he kisses like an American, to which a drunk Volkov says as he walks past, well, that's because he is. This ends up in a chase scene as Nelson and Volkov have to escape through the streets of Moscow in a larder, being chased by police and soldiers in tanks. Because, of course. in a larder. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. They argue in the car and Nelson tells Volkov to get lost as he's almost blown his cover. He drops Volkov near the military officers and drives off to find a phone to report his findings to General Goldberg. Because he doesn't know if public phones are being listened to, he uses code to speak with Goldberg, but Goldberg has the wrong page of the cipher, causing a circular back and forth of coded of, of code <laughs> phrases, which would end up making some sense to the, to the listener, but no sense to them. Yeah, Volkov mopes towards his office and overhears Sokolov and Fedora together. She says she's found the spy and they know where he is. They're going to get him and throw him into a gulag. Cute evil laughter. Nelson tries to sleep in the safe house that Volkov has pr- uh, provided him, but the room is stormed by police, some of them in riot armour. They ask his real name, which results in another Willie Nelson joke. They take Nelson to a police station and tell him he's going to be taken to Siberia in the morning. They leave him with two riot-armoured officers as guards. One of the guards taunts Nelson until the other guard clocks him and knocks him out, revealing himself to be Volkov who, in, cost- in disguise, who helps him break out in costume. They head to the Duma and try to stop Sokolo. Nelson brings out his expert spy skills. Again, another physical comedy section as he sneaks past the guards and all the people in in the open in the Duma while Volkov watches impressed. Volkov then just walks through because no one gives a shit because they're in Soviet uniforms and no one checks. Mm-hmm. They find, find Sokolo in his office with Fedora. He monologues whilst Nelson looks bored. He calls Volkov a, traitor, uh, Volkov a traitor but Volkov says the US is the greatest country in the world and communism sucks because it's a fucking propaganda film. <laughs> Fedora <laughs> pulls a gun on Nelson and then a fight a fight breaks out and one of those really campy 80s fights where they're just kind of holding the gun and like passing it back and forth kind of thing that they always oh, yeah. do in those films. <laughs> Whilst the four of them fight, Grigorov walks in the door, looks them over and just watches, looking confused. Volkov knocks out Fedora and tosses the gun to Nelson. Nelson tells Sokolov it's over, that he's going to reveal to the world what the Soviet Union are doing in Afghanistan and around the world. Grigorov finally announces himself and Nelson explains what Sokolov has been hiding from him. Grigorov is concerned about igniting the Cold War and asks what he can do to keep everything quiet. Nelson smiles and we cut to Sokolov in a Siberian gulag. We then cut to Nelson and Volkov in New York on the ferry to see the Statue of Liberty, to which Volkov says, I thought it would be bigger. The camera pans away from the ferry as the two of them start to bicker. And we
0: roll the credits.
3: I fucking love it.
0: I love it. I genuinely love it. I think it's sensational.
3: Um, You've got to get
0: that. Go on.
4: It it It's one of those things that, like, Mel Brooks never really did a war film or he never did anything kind of... He didn't
0: touch it, did he, really?
4: No, he didn't. He, I mean, he did, like, he did like what was it, The Brief History of the World or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, which touched on some of that stuff, but he's never did anything like that. And I think, like, the idea... I, I, I don't know why he's never done, like, a send-up of a spy film. Because, like, remember, at the time, if he did this in the late 80s, there were loads of Bond films that he could have
0: taken inspiration from. And there uh, was Cold War Panic still... Still there and stuff. So yeah,
4: perfect, and and Steve Martin and Martin Short were on. Like their star was just ascending
0: at the time as well. Yeah, yeah. You've got to get you've got to get that perfect blend of Mel Brooks style hilarity, innuendo, but it's not technically offensive, especially not for the time anyway. Yeah. Is, is it? The, oh, that's good. I like it. I really like it. Excellent. Brill, 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 brill. That's everyone, isn't it? It is. It is. It? So. As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk. And please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour and be a producer every month.
4: What? Hmm.
0: Uh, next week, we have Stig's magic hat or whatever it is. Why is it Stig? What are we doing? It's a bowl. <laughs>
2: it's a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no no expenses
1: spared.
0: Uh,
2: magic bowl. It's a plastic bowl with a baby Yoda. Just explain a, what we're doing. because Baby
0: Yoda in it. I it, know you can't see that. It's a good idea, and it frightens me, really. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: we have ideas every week of what we want to do. We've had, we have had have a thing where we just throw ideas into it, and we thought, why loads. not open it up to everyone else to suggest a main topic? And we throw them yep. all into a hat, and we just pick it random. Usually at this point, we've already decided what we're going to do.
4: Yeah, Usually, we have no idea.
2: Yeah, we have no idea what this is going to be. So this actually it could be a listener one, it could be one from that we've submitted. This is like everyone's has gone into the hat and I will this pull it ridiculous. out. This is absolutely too much power. This yeah. is too much power. Also, before I do this, oodles, I'd just like to say Beverly Hills Cop, the only similarities are warehouses. I looked it up. Well, I didn't rip it off. You <laughs> sat and watched it. <laughs> I just did a quick Wikipedia. <laughs> right. So so no one thinks like accuses me of cheating. Here it is, they're all in here. I'm gonna reach in. Really, really shallow hat.
1: He's closing his eyes, look. I'm
2: closing my eyes. <laughs> no. I don't want anyone accusing me of cheating and picking one of my own.
0: This one here. No. Oh no, here we go. There's too much power. They're all his own. Ooh. Oh. oh. This one comes from
2: the host. So are we host. doing this next week? This is what we're doing, yeah. Listen, this is one of yours. Is it? This is one of your suggestions. I think you'll like this one oh. because it'll give you a little chance to have a little round. I don't get it. The things that the majority
0: love that you just can't figure out why. Yes, I wanted to do this for years. Yeah, (laughs) I don't get it. So yeah, we we basically we'll all come in with something that. Is either a fad or a trend or something just hyper popular that you just haven't, yeah, or you a just film grasped it. it. God,
4: just- oodles! You'll be on for hours because you don't get anything. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> the amount of things that bear. get posted in our Discord and you go, I don't know what that is. I don't get it. Why is it like that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> why are people like this? Yeah.
2: Oh God. Yeah. Oh, f- is a film, a game, something, yeah. music, uh, something. That you just you do not get why this thing is popular. Why do you listen to this podcast, (laughs) you idiots? It's going to be a ranty episode, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And and then the week after, we're doing another one. We're all going to fall out. Yeah, we'll pick another one next week. So if you want to get them in there... um, Oh, no. (laughs) If we get more listener ones, seriously, if you you all throw us your ideas, I'll take our ideas out so it's listener only, but you need to get get them to us. Stop being lazy and give us your ideas. And
0: We're not being lazy asking you for ideas before you accuse us of that. This is a concept that we are honoring. Um, yep. the, the thing is, though, um, not, when we ask the listeners to send in questions, that's different. This is you're pitching a feature. Make sure yep. you're not just saying, What apple are you? If you were a fruit <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. That's not, that's not a feature, guys. That's not a feature's work.
3: I was <laughs> You've my got idea. to get half
0: an hour out of it. Yeah, no.
2: there's a lot of biggie <laughs> ideas that don't make the cut.
0: Yeah. i mean, like, If you could be an animal, what would it be? I'm not talking about. Half an hour. I want to be a scorpion. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it, biggie. So, last thing before we close up shop for the non-patrons, Friday the sixteenth is going to be oh the live office Christmas party Yay. number three. Ooh. Oh, it's the one. It's it's the one where Club Alang turns up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the third one. It could be messy. Uh, Stig's got well into Guinness. He's got well into Guinness this year, so he's going to have loads of Guinness. <laughs> Farting, burping, it's going to be sensational. Secret Santa. Secret Santa, yeah. he's <laughs> getting the or... shit gift this year? Exactly. Oh, he's getting a shit gift this year? Ooh, I-, I can't wait. I can't wait. We love our office Christmas party. Um, I mean, if you're watching it live, like ugh, Candy takes the top off and everything. I do. It's wild. It puts a bum on the photocopier. It's worth it's worth tuning in for, trust me. Be there. Bring your own booze. Yeah, we don't provide booze to your house. <laughs> You've got to bring your own. <laughs> we, we we actually interact with the chat while we're doing it. It's just mayhem. It's mayhem. I think we did like a three and a half hour one last year. It was quite long, yeah. I
5: don't remember the end of <laughs>
0: yeah.
5: it. No. There's Not a good like hour do. that I don't recall at all.
0: Yeah, It's alright
4: right. the first time we did it Stick doesn't remember any of the end of it
0: Yes <laughs> we, we will mention it on every show leading up to the 16th Just to remind you all That yes, that is our live Christmas party It's going to be Terrible But also great content So, yeah if you are not a patron, this is the end of the show for you. Patrons will meet you in the green room in a second. So good night. Bye. 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 I don't know. It's got a proper strange. Harold Faltermeyer. Faltermeyer, that's it. You <laughs> know, it? Which
1: that that's came up with like fucking pub quiz.
0: You <laughs> wouldn't have got it anyway. You gone. <laughs>
3: it's
2: the same guy that did the uh, Top Gun anthem. Yes. Oh man, I swear, Biggie, it was. It just made me laugh. I, I, I,
3: just,
2: I kept, I kept just port, like muting everyone else and just listening to you. Just, you just go i <laughs> just <laughs>